I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. The Christian Girl's Guide to Modern Dating. We are just two single girls trying to help you navigate dating well as Christian women. So thanks for joining us for another episode of our podcast. This is our second last week before the end of season two. That's so weird. It's so weird. But we're already planning for season three, so... And it's going to be fun. It's going to be great. We've got all kinds of fun stuff in store for you. Yes, we do. So, but before... Before we get into all of that... Let's finish each other's sandwiches. (laughs) It's your question of the day. Okay. I think this one's going to be a fun one. Okay. Go. Okay. So, it's a two-part question. There's two answers. So fun. So, what is your real favorite movie? And then what is the movie that you tell people is your favorite (laughs) so that you sound more cultured? (laughs) <laughs> oh man my oh gosh you told me this wasn't a thinker it's not there's so many do you I, need to do mine yeah you I go first mine. okay you go first. so my real favorite movie is princess bride okay. i love it so much okay the movie that i sometimes tell people is my favorite which really could be a favorite mm-hmm. is pride and prejudice because oh. i sound you know more refined when that's my favorite so and bougie don't get me wrong i love me some mr darcy so it is a favorite, but Princess Bride is like my legit real favorite movie. Okay. I feel like mine, I am proud. I'm just shamelessly proud of. Well, and okay. it's kind of the same thing. What is it? How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That's your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And you just don't even or care. actually, that or Sweet Home Alabama. So there's How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days and then like the sweetened up version is Sweet Home Alabama. Basically. That's hilarious. Or either Sweet Home Alabama is like the one I'm ashamed of because it's like the redneck chick flick. Oh. And then How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days is a little more like smart, witty, funny. like city chic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not ashamed, y'all. They're all chick flicks. That's hilarious. If I know that I'm not speaking to a chick flicky audience, I will say uh, Miracle. The hockey movie about the USA hockey team. Bad experience with that movie. Really? Not really with the movie. Have I never told you this? No. Okay. Senior year basketball practiced. Oh. Mm, (laughs) Have I I told you this? I already know where you're going. My dad did the same thing to us. (laughs) We had done something. I don't even remember what now. And coach wasn't too happy with us. So he told us to get on the line. Mm. And we ran suicide. My least favorite words. And I'm telling you, you've I mean you've Mm -hmm. seen the movie, obviously. Mm There's a scene in the movie where they're skating lines and they get back and in the movie, the coach is always like, who do you play for? And they'll say, I'm so-and-so and I play for such and such school. Mm-hmm. And he's like, again, and he makes him skate. So that's what he, again, he didn't ask us that every time. Uh-uh. He's like, again, and we just ran and ran and ran. And in the movie, he finally asks one of the guys, who do you play for? And he's like, my name is so-and-so and I play for the United States of America. And that's what he was trying to get that team mentality from him. And so he let him stop. Stop. And so we had run so much and we get done one time. And one of the girls is like, oh, my name's Katie and I play for Cherokee Christian school. Like just out of the blue, she said that and it made coach laugh. He's like, okay, y'all can go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I've amazing. never watched that movie again. I can't do it. Oh, I've watched it so many times. My dad, so my dad was my basketball coach for years and yeah. after he watched the movie when we would run suicides he'd be like again, yeah. again. and then he'd be on the the legs feed the wolf ladies and oh, I'm like oh jeez that's what coach <laughs> Brooks said it was so bad so excellent movie if you should yes go. it is a really good Watch movie it. it's but, a fantastic oof. movie but yeah when I'm not when I'm in a room with guys I'll okay, be like there you it's go. miracle and I'm like, oh yeah respect not sweet home Alabama <laughs> so does that sort of answer your yes, question yes I think that was good okay fun things Okay, 
So today, though, we are going to talk about long distance relationships. After we did our couch cast last week and the question was talking about like, you know, if you have strong feelings for a guy, but you're moving away, what do you do? So it wasn't like directly about long distance, but kind of, we just kind of got to thinking and we're like, you know, let's talk about, okay, so you do have feelings for someone and they move or your long distance to start with or whatever. How do you get through that? So that's what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so I think the first thing you have to do is set expectations early on, like for yourself and for this potential relationship, like kind of set the groundwork, lay the groundwork, I guess you could say, right? Yeah, I think before you even start a long distance relationship, be realistic with yourself about what you can really handle. If you are someone who doesn't like going a really long time without even seeing your friends, right? much less somebody you're dating, or if you think that would be super difficult for you, then don't put yourself in that position. It's okay to be aware enough of how you are yeah. to realize that may not be the best option for you because it isn't for anybody. Right. But I think you need to think through that before this cute guy starts talking to you mm-hmm. from a different state. And right. you're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. You really need to think uh, through that. And I mean, I think some of the things to think through, are you a strong communicator? I think that's really important. Does your schedule allow for travel? That's a big one. Um, that's so important. Yeah. Are you okay with only seeing someone every few weeks? Are you a go-with-the-flow kind of person? Can you handle things coming up and plans changing? Within reason. Mm-hmm. If things are always coming up and you can't see the person, okay, that's a different issue. But within reason, can you go with the flow and handle things changing, plans changing? Because if you can't, it'll be tough to navigate a long-distance relationship. Well, and I think within that realm, too... This is going to sound confusing, but I promise it will make sense. (laughs) You have to be somewhat of a planner when it comes to long distance. So I think there's this balance of like, you've got to be able to plan ahead Mm -hmm. because it'd be like, hey, these next two weeks, I know I can't see you, but the next week, let's meet here. Yeah, And if you don't plan that ahead of time, they're going to have plans for that weekend. And mm -hmm. yeah, you've got to communicate, talk about those things, make those plans, but then also prioritize that. Mm -hmm. Like you've got to be willing to say, hey, no friends, I can't go hang out because of this or whatever. Not all the time. No. Like I said, within reason, there are limits and boundaries and reasonable things to expect with this. But yeah, I think you have to sit down and just really evaluate yourself honestly. Can I do this? And then you kind of have to look at it from like a relationship standpoint too. Like, okay, what are the expectations we're going to set for this relationship too? Yeah. Because I think one thing that it can be super tempting with long distance is because you're not seeing each other all the time. You feel the need to talk to each other all the time. And that's just not the case, especially I feel like as you get older, this high school relationship mentality of we have to be texting 24-7 when I'm not with you kind of goes away. And (laughs) I'm like, I got a job. Yeah. I got to go earn money and do stuff. I can't text. I love texting. Don't get me wrong. And I love texting in the day, but I cannot text all day long. No. I just can't. No. And you shouldn't have that expectation of some other adult with a full-time job and a commute and a life either. So... I think you need to go in with that expectation of just because I only see him every two to three weeks does not mean he needs to be glued to his phone on the days he doesn't see me. Right. Well, and I think, too, like more verbal communication as opposed to texting communication is probably good. Because mm-hmm. if you're just texting, I don't know, that only goes so far in, the, in when it comes to really getting to know someone. Yeah. Well, because good communication does not necessarily mean constant communication. No. I think there's a difference. You can have quality on yeah. a lower quantity. And that's fine. And that's better a lot of times. Mm -hmm. I'd rather talk on the phone for a couple of hours and it will take the same amount of time all at once 
then texting throughout the day, which will add up to a couple of hours, and you probably haven't hardly gotten anywhere as far as, like, progressing a relationship. Oh, totally. Uh, I agree. So, yeah. And then I would say, too, like, talk ahead of time, kind of establish, like, make sure you're going the same direction with this relationship at reasonably the same pace. If you want to get married and he's like, hey, let's just hang out, I'm not going to be like, ah, sorry, I don't want to, long distance isn't going to work for that. Like, so just kind of, you don't have to straight up ask someone that. Like, you can find those things out as you start getting to know someone. But that, I think when there's distance involved, those things need to be talked about earlier. Like, are we looking for the same things? Are we going the same direction? Are we wanting to get there at the same pace? And if those things line up, then go ahead. But if not, I would say maybe be a little hesitant in jumping into a relationship that's long distance. Yeah, and I think the advantage you'll have, typically, at least in my experience with long distance, more serious conversations happen earlier. Naturally. Naturally, just because all you can really do is talk when you're not with each other all the time. So that can work to your advantage for you to kind of figure that out sooner rather than later. But I do think it's really important, like you said, to figure that out because Mm -hmm. whether or not you want to, you'll either figure it out the easy way if you ask or you'll figure it out the hard way pretty quickly if you're not headed in the same direction. And you want to avoid that if you can. Right. (laughs) So once you've kind of set your expectations for yourself and for the relationship and you've communicated that with him, I think the next thing that's really important when it comes to long distance relationships is figuring out the types of communication that work for you and him and which ones don't because not everything is going to work necessarily for both of you. Well, and okay, let's just say here, communicating well is a given in a long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. That's nothing new. That's nothing creative. We talk about that that. all the time. We're not going to belabor that point. That's a given. So we're like, okay, you have to communicate well now. How? How? Yeah. So you have the typical, I mean, thank the Lord for technology. I think long distance relationships have honestly become more common because well, of technology because you can easier. Yeah. exactly so you have texting and you have phone calls and you have facetime but i think it's important at the beginning to talk about okay hey i like this mm-hmm. better where like he may really like to facetime yeah and i don't you don't <laughs> i do so yeah. then that may work well whereas like you may want to text all the time he may not want to or right. he may not can right. so instead of expecting him to talk to you every which way right the sooner you can talk about this your expectation is set kind of going back to yeah. that first point and you know okay you know what he's not gonna text me all day because that okay. just doesn't work which is fine right. but we're gonna facetime tonight for an hour or exactly. two and it'll be great well and two those are the tip texting phone calls facetime skype whatever you want to call it those are the typical. But don't limit yourself to that. Write emails. Send letters. Oh my gosh, I love a good letter. <laughs> I'm such a sucker. Get creative. Find what works for you and do it. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Well, and depending on how long distance you are, you may not have the luxury of talking on the phone all the time. That's true. I mean, and it may be more than two or three weeks when you see, like, mm-hmm. it may be every six weeks, a couple months. Like, you've got to be able to maintain... With that as an obstacle, even. Yeah, totally. I would say do make a point to visit each other. Sure. Regardless of how far apart you are. I know that's going to look different. But figure out what that is. Like, figure out what's manageable for your distance. If you're a state away, it's going to be pretty frequent. Mm -hmm. If you are on different coasts, it's not going to be as frequent. Because you are not only talking time, you're talking money. Unless you have a lot of sky miles. Yeah. Then more power to you. And please call me because I will use some of them for you. (laughs) Yeah. I Uh, think that there's a kind of a line there between driving distance and flying distance and how you're going to navigate those relationships as far as how often you see each other is going to look different. 
because of that very thing. It's a lot cheaper for the most part to drive than it is to fly. And if you're, if you have to fly, I think you have to be even more intentional about planning out and really communicating how you're going to make a point of seeing each other. I love the point you make when you're talking about online dating specifically, when you're trying to figure out your distance, Uh that if you can't drive to meet him at least halfway in a day right, and make a day trip of it, or if you can't drive there and like spend a weekend with him and drive back mm-hmm. then it's too far for you and that's, and that's just a yeah. parameter you've set for yourself right and that's something that just for me like in thinking about setting those expectations like okay what can I handle I don't expect to see someone every weekend but if we can drive four ish that's always been kind of thing my four ish hours to meet in the middle I'm good with driving four hours seeing someone for a day and then driving home four hours like that's doable to me and so that's kind of always been my rule of thumb because I evaluated me and that's something that works for me. It doesn't have to be that way, but that's just like that kind of thing is what we're saying. Like kind of, you know, think about and what works for you. Yeah. And I think if there's any point that I can stress when it comes to visiting each other is that give and take is so important here. Yes. This has got to be a balanced thing and not the more one-sided it gets the more resentment and frustration and insecurity insecurity is going to start bubbling up one person can't be doing all of the traveling no they shouldn't have to no not at all Uh, now there's something to be said for a guy who's willing to bear a good bit of that burden because he realizes the importance of getting to know your family i'm not saying it has to be 50 50 no i'm just saying the expectation should not be for one person to do all of the traveling. I appreciate someone who will get to know my family and make that effort and do that and knows that that's kind of his responsibility, but I am more than willing to travel as well. Totally. Well, and I think for him to make that point to travel a little bit more is his way of showing that he's pursuing you. True. That's very true. I think that that is so amazing when a guy does that it is it's so sweet and it means so much and it makes you feel so valued yeah when he does that but it's important too to understand the season this is something melanie talked Mm -hmm. about when her and trey started dating is that she had been coaching a volleyball team yeah when they started dating and so he traveled more during volleyball season because that meant they got to see each other more if he came there when Uh she had a game whereas if not She'd have to wait the next till the next day and right. then drive. So if you're going through, depending maybe on your job or just activities you're involved in, if there's one season where maybe he has to drive a little more, but then there's another season where you're going to have to drive a little more, it's okay yeah. for that to happen. Like you said, it doesn't yeah. have to be 50-50. And be with someone who is not keeping a tally of, well, I came four times and you only came two. Yeah, no. Now, if it's... I've been to where you are 10 times and you've come once. That's when that's like, that's way out of balance. That's, but that's still not a, well, this many times versus that many times. It's the general idea behind it. So if someone is that concerned about, it has to be exactly like, no, no, you got to have some grace and flexibility there. But two, be okay with meeting in the middle. Don't get hung up on, okay, we've got to, you've got to come here. I've got to go there. Like you can just meet in the middle for a little bit, you know, for a day trip. If you wanted to, too. find some entertainment or a sermon or something to listen to on your way and get used to driving, make it fun. Yeah. So, I mean, we obviously have a podcast. We like podcasts. Yeah. We like true crime podcasts though. 
hands down the so, most entertaining thing we, to binge, other than us, obviously. We, we aren't exactly detectives, so we figured, let's talk about boys. We can do that better. Yes. <laughs> but I think, so what are some of our favorite, mm. some things that people might could be like, you know what, I've been needing something new to listen to in the car. If we're going on True Crime, okay. Up and Vanished, season one. Season one. Hands down, the best one out there. Yes. Serial, season one. Serial's good. In the Dark. I know you haven't listened haven't to it listened yet. To it season yet. two of In the Dark. Phenomenal. Season one's also good of In the Dark. It is good. Yes, yes, yes. I don't have a comparison yet. Season so. two is phenomenal. Yeah, true. Those those are our probably top three true crime. I think so. Oh, uh, To Live and Die in L.A. is also really good. That one's a little edgier, shall we say? Yes. Content-wise. Yeah. Just FYI. Spo- not spoiler, just it's, a just warning. A, yeah, heads up. Uh, but anyway, those are just some of our favorites. We figured we'd throw some out there. If you're needing some new material yeah. to listen to. Obviously, after you're done listening to us. Yeah. Obviously. Also, go listen to the new Jonas Brothers album if you like okay. music. Okay. <laughs> Shameless plug. No, um, no. <laughs> anyways. But yeah, all of that to say, driving or flying or some sort of travel is going it's to be It's just going to be part of your life. So. Be okay with it. Buckle up, pun intended, <laughs> and find ways to entertain yourself. There you go. While you're, or call your friends like we do. That is true. Talking on the phone to other people. Call your mom. She will love it. Yeah. Or your dad or your best friend or whoever. Whoever. Yeah. Okay. Moving on now. <laughs> that was a little bit of a rabbit trail, but that was kind of fun. Another thing I would encourage you to do when you're navigating a long distance relationship is to have periodic check-ins. And periodic. By, yes. And by that, I do not mean every night being like, so how do are you we? you still love me? Yes. <laughs> No, but if you're feeling insecure or frustrated or confident or distant or whatever, talk about it. Like, it's okay from time to time to be like, hey, I know that this, I don't know if you're feeling this way. This may just be a me thing. I'm feeling like we're kind of off right now. Can we talk through that? Yeah. And then you talk through it and then you figure it out and then you move on. You've got to talk about everything, Mm -hmm. really. I mean, you've got to be willing to ask tough questions and... Talk about what you're thinking and really be okay with having what would normally be like face-to-face conversations, not necessarily face-to-face because they may not be able to be. And you've got to be able to just talk about that stuff, get it out there. And I think in the long run, that's good for you. Uh, You have this foundation of talking about everything already set. Yeah, I think you have a great opportunity in a long-distance relationship to really hone in on your communication skills. Because we keep talking about how important that is. Everybody knows it's important. Right. And this is a great way to do that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something to be said for a relationship that is built on that kind of a foundation. Yeah. Instead of just getting wrapped up in shallow flirting. Mm-hmm. Not like the, you know, or the physical aspect of the relationship, mm-hmm. even that's going to be prolonged. Yeah. And those are all good things and they're fun things about a relationship. But when you really, all you can do is just sit down and talk to the person. Yeah. I think it can really work to your advantage if you're intentional about it and you steward that well. Yeah. Totally. So, yes. I have one other soapbox point that I'm going to climb up on now. Okay. Do you need a step? Or yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> My little imaginary <laughs> step up here. When it comes I mean, this should be the case in any relationship, honestly, but particularly with long distance, I think it's even more important. Make them a priority, not the priority. Okay. I think that applies to like social life, but then also when it comes to your relationship with the Lord. Oh, totally. You can't rearrange that around 
their schedule for talking either. No, no, not at all. And yeah, you shouldn't neglect your friends, your family, or your quiet time even, or anything like that, just to sit by your phone waiting for them to call or waiting for them to text you because you haven't talked to them all day. I know that I'm not going to say that I haven't struggled with this because I totally have, or I'll cancel plans, or... I do my quiet time at night and sometimes that gets pushed off mm-hmm. to the side because I'm waiting to talk and you yeah, know, you can't, you can't, yeah. you've got to be so careful and so intentional about that because your priorities can get out of whack super quickly if you're yeah. not careful. Well, and I think if you've done like the things we've already talked about, well, this one will kind of flow naturally and you won't feel like you have to just sit by the phone. You'll know where you stand. You'll know what to expect. You'll know what's going on. And Honestly, I think keeping yourself busy is probably a good thing to an extent. Like having other things so you're not literally sitting there thinking about this person that you can't see and you have nothing else to do. Do stuff. Mm -hmm. Keep normal friends. Keep do things that you would normally do. Yeah, totally. It seems like a no-brainer, but I feel like it needs to be said anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I do get sacrifices are going to need to be made, kind of like you said earlier when it comes to... Mm planning out visits or, yeah. you know, making time to talk. Sure. There are going to be times where like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I can't go to that this weekend because I'm going to this place to right. see what's his name. <laughs> Don't call him that, but you know what I mean? Um, my mom's grandmother, when my dad, when they first met or whatever, she couldn't remember his name for, uh, enough of a time that we still joke about it today. And it's been 35 years. Oh my gosh. And so she she's like, Oh, what's his, she would call him. What's his name? <laughs> I should call him that next time yes. I'm around. Call your yeah. dad like, what's his name? <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, you need to, there's a time to make sacrifices to spend time with them. And there's also a time for you to continue to live your life and to spend time with the people you care about and to do the things that you love and maintain that balance as you're developing this yeah. relationship. And I think the last thing, oh, and this is an overarching applies to all of them thing, be patient. Hmm. You have to know ahead of time, this may be, not maybe, this will be different than probably a typical relationship. Seeing each other may take longer. Getting to know each other may take longer. You've just got to be patient. Be willing to just wait a little bit. Yeah, and don't get caught up in comparing yourself to anyone else either in their relationship, whether they're long distance or not, mm-hmm. especially if they're not. Right. Because it's apples to oranges at that exactly. point. Exactly. But this can be really difficult because your pace is going to look so different Mm -hmm. when it comes to long distance, whether that means it's quicker, Mm -hmm. whether that means it takes longer, it could go either way. So just really try to be careful not to get caught up in, Oh, well, they're already at this place or they're already doing this about this or they, yeah, they've talked about this or they're moving forward here. They've already met every one of their friends and Uh mine's only met two. So don't get too caught up in that because it's just going to be different. No. And then the, the last thing we can close it out with this. And this kind of applies to everything, too. I Don't make any long-term decisions based on a short-term problem. Mm. Whether that be the distance as a whole, it's not going to last forever. If you're moving towards a long-term relationship, marriage, distance won't always be an issue. So don't make a long-term decision of breaking up based on a short-term issue of distance. Now, I'm not saying don't ever break up with someone that's long distance because... It won't always be that. If there's other things, fine. But work through that. If you're having an issue that would be a normal issue if you were in the same city and you would just work through it, 
do the same thing if you're long distance. Don't look at that issue and say, oh my word, we're long distance. We're never going to be able to get through this. Don't attribute things to the distance that aren't. That's a great If it's an advice. issue that if you live 20 minutes away, you would just talk about it and get through it and get past it, then you can do that if you're 10 hours away. You just have to talk about it. So don't just be patient. Don't make rash long-term decisions based on an issue or a problem that is not a long-term problem. That's such a good point. I like that you ended on that so well as you so often do. <laughs> the closer. I'm going to get you like a t-shirt or something that has the closer on okay. it with our little logo or something. Ooh, that sounds fun. That would be fun. I would wear that shirt. Okay. I'll work on it. Awesome. Well, thanks guys so much for joining us for another episode. Make sure you check back this Friday for another couch cast. Yep. And then next week is our season finale. Y'all, I can't even wrap my head around that. I can't either. It's going to be great, though. It's going to be fun. You're not going to want to miss it. So no. stay tuned for that. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle. Mm-hmm.